It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Here we go, Las Vegas, at 12 o'clock noon on this 10th day of October 2022. Live from Studio 31 at City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon. And boy, it's a busy one. First day of the regular season training camp behind us the night's first game is tomorrow in los angeles hello again everyone i'm dan duva with golden knights insider gary lawless and gary we have lots of news to talk about and even some news to break moments ago officially announced by the vegas golden knights one of their restricted free agents has signed a new contract with the team nick keg has agreed to a three-year contract extension worth an average annual value of two million $294,150. So I'll be honest, three years is longer than I, I thought this would be a one-year or two-year deal. And uh, I think this is a win for the player. That, that's $2 million a year is a lot of money. But for the organization, what always have to be cognizant of the cap hit. Uh, it is uh, spread out over a longer period. He gets a little more money as a result, but still uh, for the, the kind of player I think Nick Hag is going to become and become this year. It's going to be a it's going to be a real team friendly deal. Nick Hag is 23 years old. He'll turn 24 in December. He was drafted by the Golden Knights in 2017, second round pick. He was the fourth Golden Knight selection in that very first VGK draft, and he signed his entry level contract in September of that year, 2017, and that contract uh, didn't kick in until he turned pro in 2019. So over the course of the last three years, on that ELC entry-level contract, he was making $791,000. So he gets a nice raise. And in just moments, Nick will be joining us live by telephone. So stand by to hear from Nick Haig in moments to talk about signing his new deal with the Vegas Golden Knights three years announced just moments ago. He's physically much different than he was that uh, that night in Chicago, when uh, that morning in Chicago, it was Saturday morning. Friday night was the first round, and I actually had breakfast with Kelly McCrimmon and Bobby Lowe's uh, before we got on the bus to go over to the draft, and uh, they both had the, the draft list with them. I was not privy to it, <laughs> but Bobby did say, uh, if one of the two oak trees is still there when we get to pick, we'll do just fine, and Nick Hegg was one of those oak trees, and uh, he has—he was 214 pounds that day. He's 238 now, and I watched him skate uh, before. He was here with his teammates for a lot of August and September, you know, hoping to get uh, a deal done, and he looked fantastic. And the closest kind of thing to him in the NHL that I have seen in terms of what he looks like when he skates now is Colton Pareko. He, got, he he was Bambi when he got here, when he started, right? And he's worked a lot with Scott Jones, uh, who is uh, and Misha Donskoff, who are the skills and skating guys with the Gold Knights, and he's just improved. He's gotten bigger, he's filled out, and his stride is uh, no longer akimbo. It is, uh, he, he is really... St- I wouldn't say smooth, but powerful and long. And uh, I'm just excited to see him. Uh, it probably take a little while for him to get up to speed with what Bruce is doing, find out, you know, uh, how much skating and 
conditioning he's been able to do while he's been away in uh, his hometown of Kitchener, but uh, look forward to seeing him soon. Nick has not been practicing with the team, of course. He was participating in the captain's practices prior to training camp. He has since gone back to his native Kitchener, Ontario, and now the question is how quickly can he join the Golden Knights? And then second, once he joins the team, how quickly does he get up to speed? Bruce Cassidy did say a few days ago that they've communicated some things to Nick for this eventuality, the hopeful eventuality that now has come to fruition but it's not going to be overnight. And we chatted with George McPhee just moments ago and acknowledging it's disappointing that Nick wasn't here for training camp because all the other guys have worked their butts off to get into uh, not only game shape, but in Bruce Cassidy's system and learning all those little things. It's not as though it's the same exact coaching staff that he's walking into. You've got to learn some things and learn who you're playing with and those little things that will take a little bit of time. So you might might not see him tomorrow night for the opener because he hasn't been practicing with the team. Bruce did say uh, something to the effect last week of that they'd been relaying some stuff to him. Now, probably John Stevens has probably called him a few times and said, this is what we did today, you know, and just kind of explaining those things to Nick. Nick's a highly intelligent uh, player and person, so I, I do think he will pick up what Bruce has installed here, implemented, and uh, I don't think it'll take him that long. Yeah, of course, Golden Knights training camp has been underway for about 10 days or so. It'll be a couple of weeks by the time the Knights hit the ice tomorrow against the Los Angeles Kings. Again, if you're just joining us, Nicholas Haig has signed a three-year contract with the Golden Knights. He was among the final restricted free agents in the National Hockey League, and he has signed prior to the season. There are some salary cap implications for that. It is a three-year deal. George McPhee told us that they had been discussing a two-year deal for a long period of time, but three years has been the discussion. That's been the offer for the last four weeks, and now here we are on the eve of Game 1, and Nick has agreed to sign that contract, keeping him with the Golden Knights for that duration and we get into all the salary cap permutations down the line so nick will join us gary in addition to that breaking news the golden knights are finishing up their final preseason practice and there is additional news to report there because we get a little bit more of who's going to be on the team we'll get into that in just a few moments we know now that nicholas haig is back and nick is standing by live Nick, I presume from your home in Kitchener, Ontario, Dan Duva here, Gary Lawless. How's it going? And congratulations. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still in Kitchener. That's right. And, uh, but I couldn't be happier. Hopefully, get on a plane here soon and uh, and get back to it. Yeah. Well, Nick, how did this come together? I, I'm sure you were eager to get this done. What have the last several hours, the last couple of days, been like? Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's been pretty crazy, pretty, uh, pretty stressful, I'm not going to lie, but uh, it kind of seemed like things started to you know, pick up a little bit kind of over the last 48 hours, and um, and I, I, I'm just uh, super relieved, super happy to be able to get it done and get back to playing. I uh, miss being around, miss the guys, and uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be happier to be back in, uh, in Vegas for the next three years now. So, so it just kind of, you know, Take the, the the listeners inside negotiations a little bit. I, I would imagine your agent is handling uh, most of th- these conversations with the Golden Knights, but at some point in time, he probably phones you 
uh, and says, okay, this is on the table right now. Uh, you know, does he recommend it to you? Or uh, how did that happen? How did that last call where you say to your agent, let's do it? How, how does that happen? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was a, it was a long, uh, long process. Right? Cause this is, this has kind of been going on back, you know, since the end of last season. Um, it's kind of when it, uh, it all kind of started and it was, uh, you know, difficult at times that, uh, I'd say early on, most of the time I kind of took a, uh, you know, a backseat to it and I'd get, uh, and, you know, my age Murray was, uh, would talk to the team and they'd go back and forth and I would kind of get the, uh, the cold notes, uh, sort of thing. But, um, you know, like I said, over the last 48 hours, it really started to pick up and, uh, you know, for us, you know, we were on the same page the whole time, my agent and I, we just, you know, our big things just wanted something that was fair and fair for both sides. And, uh, you know, and that's what we were able to, to do here. So, I'm, uh, you know, like I said, couldn't be happier, and uh, it's definitely a sensory relief, and I'm just excited to start uh, start playing hockey again. Well, have you been skating in Kitchener? Yeah, 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 I've been skating a ton. Uh, I feel ready to go. That was the whole uh, the whole thing. Obviously, I never wanted to end up uh, coming back here, but, uh, you know, the fact that I did, I was you know, able to get on the ice and, uh, you know, and just stay ready. That was my whole mindset, stay ready to play, and, um, so when it does happen, I can you know hopefully try to make the transition as seamless as, as possible and get back. And uh, I, I definitely feel like I'm ready to go. I've been having some good skates. Kind of a small world, funny funny thing though is uh, the the coach in Kitchener here for the Rangers is Chris Dennis, who was actually uh, you know the D coach my first year pro when I was with the Wolves. So a little bit of familiarity there, and uh, and he was pushing me hard, making sure I was staying ready and. Uh, we're having some good skates for sure. You know, being uh, optimistic, optimistic, or even conservative, when do you think you can play in an NHL game? Tomorrow. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Nick, just, you know, the, the guys who've been here, uh, you know, have been learning Bruce Cassidy's systems. We understand that there's been some communication with you about those things. Can you give us some insight at how much you've learned about what the new coaching staff has implemented here? Yeah, it's been, uh, I certainly don't feel like I'm completely in the dark. Um, John has been, uh, he's been great with me, uh, reaching out and we've, you know, had a few opportunities to, you know, talk about the new stuff and, and, uh, and what they've been working on. So, uh, I, I do feel like I get it. Obviously it's, uh, you know, I haven't, you know, practiced it with the team or anything, right? So that's, uh, you know, it, it might take a little bit of time, but, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, pretty happy. I was able to talk about it with John and uh, and just kind of you know ask him questions about it and go through it. And we watched the video and uh, and ended all that stuff. And then you know, on top of that as well, I've been you know I've been talking to the guys you know, throughout this whole thing and uh, and you know the other D men on the team and they've been kind of giving me a player's perspective of it and kind of what the biggest uh, the biggest challenges have been in the change. So uh, I definitely don't feel like I'm I'm going in there you know having no idea uh, what's been going on, but uh, you know, obviously, uh, when I get on the ice and actually, uh, you know, kind of implement those things, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, as of right now, I can say I, I feel pretty, you know, confident that I understand it just by watching the video, and then uh, we'll see if that translates. Our guest is Nick Haig. Just announced moments ago, has signed a three-year contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Nick Haig is back. Last question from us here, Nick, is 
What's next for you? Uh, I mean, you played over 100 games in the American League, almost 150 in the National Hockey League. You're almost, almost 24 years old. What's next for you? Well, we uh, we have some unfinished business with our group, so I'm uh, you know I'm looking forward to getting back, and uh, you know I think kind of you know as a as a group we kind of have a little bit of a fire in us, and we're gonna you know you know hopefully you know turn it around this year, have a good year, and uh, you know we're we're in this thing to win it, so that's uh, that's what I want to be next for me, and uh, you know we're gonna you know do everything in our power to make it happen. Going into his fifth professional season, Nick Haig signing a three-year contract announced just moments ago. Nick, once again, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you real soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, see you soon. Nicholas Haig, he's back. Just in time, Gary, not a moment too soon. It'll be interesting to see, you know, where the coach uh, comes in on, like, you know, whether or not he can play tomorrow night. I would be shocked if he did. Um, he didn't play in any preseason games, and uh, I think they'll probably want to have him practice a few times with the team before they put him in. I, I, I would say my guess would be Saturday in Seattle. That would probably be uh, be the earliest. But, so game uh, three. Game three, but uh, you never know. It might be Thursday. It might be game two at home. I, who knows, right? Someone might get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone might play bad. You know what I mean? Like Bruce Cassie might just wake up and say, I want that guy in my lineup. <laughs> so with that, there are some other roster developments to talk about yeah. here. There's practice that is just wrapping up, and we expect to hear from one of the players who has made the opening night roster. Jake LeCision is expected to join us here in studio Jake played 41 games for the Vegas Golden Knights last year. He did not make the opening night roster. His debut in the NHL was October 14th. But he has made the opening night roster, Gary, and among those guys on the cusp, he has the most NHL experience, but he's not the only guy, it appears, who will be on the roster for opening night tomorrow. Paul Cotter, it looks like, uh, uh, and deservedly so. Like he, he made this team. Paul Cotter has been better than a lot of the guys that played last year, so he should be uh, he should be on on the on the roster, and he should be in the lineup on on Tuesday night for sure. We watched practice today, and Cotter was skating with Nicholas Waugh and Keegan Colasart. That's the group that we saw together in Boise, the final preseason game. We saw Caden Korzak take part in today's practice. How Nick Haig's contract finalization impacts Korzak, that remains to be seen. Zach Whitecloud did participate today. Remember, he had not played the last couple of games. He'd been skating on his own. He participated today in practice. William Carrier also took part in today's practice. Full participant. He had suffered a mid-body injury earlier in training camp, had not appeared in the last several games. So those guys, it appears, are back and healthy. Nick Haig has signed his contract. It's all coming together just in time. And... As we mentioned, we expect to have Jake LeCision here in the studio in moments. Bruce Cassidy will address the media here shortly. When we have updates from Bruce, we will pass those along to you. And then later in the program, Gary, we're expecting to hear from Mark Chinook. Mark is uh, obviously a huge part of the game day experience uh, at uh, at T-Mobile Arena for Golden Knights fans. And uh, great guy, Sault Ste. Marie native and uh, good Canadian. He probably had some turkey yesterday or maybe today. Yesterday Happy Thanksgiving. Was, Happy Canadian was, Thanksgiving, I should It was I should Canadian Thanksgiving, yes. I made turkey. You did? Made two of them. Two? Yeah. 
was one better than the other? I don't think so. I think there was a. I think you didn't it was try dead... two different preparations. No, no. They my wife brined them both, and okay. uh, her and uh, my daughter were away for a hockey tournament, so. Uh, I uh, put them in the oven at 10.30, and the little buttons popped at uh, 12.30 and took them out, put the tea towels on them, and then put them in the car and drove them to uh, to our friend Carla and Bill's where uh, there was a uh, a, con- a Canadian conglomeration. Like American Thanksgiving, do you have turkey sandwiches for days afterward? Well, not me because <laughs> I left the turkey there. Uh, so uh, I, I would imagine that that road. family will be getting uh, okay. uh, some fruities. Yes, there was a lot of ham as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to all those who have enjoyed. We'll take a time out, and when we come back, much more here on Nighttime at Noon with Gary Lawless. I'm Dan Duva. We'll be right back on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, Golden Knights fans, ready to see our team back on the ice? Become a full season ticket member for the 2022-2023 season and never miss a game. A full season member will have perks such as discounts on merchandise, parking, and more. More information about a full season membership available with the Vegas Golden Knights sales team. Send an email to tickets at vegasgoldenknights.com, tickets at vegasgoldenknights.com, or give them a ring, 702-645-4359. Again, 702-645-4359. Information on full season membership with the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back inside Studio 31, Dan Duva, Gary Lawless. On this 10th of October, 1221 Pacific Time. It's almost like Christmas Eve, Gary. The season begins yeah. tomorrow. It's, it's game one eve as the Knights take on the Los Angeles Kings. And a lot of the questions that we've had all summer and even over the last week or so of training camp, many of those questions have now been answered. And today it's uh, the news of Nick Haig signing a three-year contract and the roster pared down. We've got a better sense of who will be in the lineup tomorrow for the Knights against the Kings. I like the roster a lot. And uh, if you just go down the, like the, the lineup, the duos that have been formed, um, and in the case of, the, of Eichel and Kessel, I, I would say it's a trio because I think Riley Smith is just as involved. In, there's special chemistry between Eichel and Kessel, but Riley brings a huge element to that line. Um, and then Stevenson and Stone, and they're going to have Brett Howden with them. Marcia so and Carlson, and Amadio will be with them. And then uh, uh, Nick Waugh, centering the fourth line. I think it'll be probably be Cotter and Colasar tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see if Carrier is, uh, you know, announces himself ready to play. But I do think Paul Cotter deserves to to, to play on Tuesday night. I think he's earned that spot. Uh, the blue line. No questions there. It's fantastic and just got stronger with the with the addition of, of Nick Haig. It's in net that is kind of, you know, I asked you this morning who's the starting goalie on Tuesday night, and you said unequivocally Logan Thompson. I don't know that, right? And it will be interesting to see, um, you know, your logic is really clear and, and makes sense. They did trade for Eden Hill for a reason. Like, you know what? I don't think they traded for him to be a backup. 
They have Laurent Brassois for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think what happens opening night is not necessarily the harbinger of things to come. I'm not sure that we're not still in a bit of a competition for who's going to slide into that number one role. Yeah, the competition, it seems, will continue, yeah. especially the way the schedule looks here in October. It's not onerous. You've got a couple of days off on the road in Calgary between that Seattle-Calgary game. So, again, the Golden Knights are playing in Los Angeles tomorrow. And then you've got the game at home, the opener, against the Blackhawks on the 13th, and then back on the road, seattle Calgary. So that's, you know, the the immediate future for the Golden Knights. Logan Thompson started the last two games of the preseason. We had this discussion on the air after the game in Salt Lake City, and it maybe wasn't the best start for Logan Thompson. Seemed to settle in. The Knights won the game, got the start in Boise, and looked better. He did not go the distance, but perhaps the opportunity was given to Logan Thompson to bounce back in the same way that Aiden Hill, after a not-great performance, was given the opportunity to bounce back. And both of them essentially did bounce back when they were given the opportunities to start two games in a row. I thought Aiden got better as the preseason uh, progressed. I, you know, I, don't, I think that, you know, very admittedly, uh, it was there was some rust. He only played – he did not play a lot of hockey last year in the second half of the season. Yeah, he played one game after January. Yeah, so uh, I, he needed a little bit of work, and they got him that, and – uh, I, I I do think this. I you know I think the Golden Knights are going to defend better than they did in the preseason, and it'll be interesting to see. I don't expect this team to struggle offensively. I think they're going to score goals. And uh, you know Bruce Cassidy's calling card as a coach is his teams play good defense. Yeah, uh, defensively, since you mentioned it, we've seen Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo together. We've seen Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore together. That pretty much seems like a lock for those two pairs. Then the third pair, um, with White Cloud unavailable for a couple of games, Caden Korzak had gotten more opportunities. Korzak ends up playing six out of the seven preseason games, paired with Ben Hutton, uh, and then also Zach White Cloud un- unavailable. And so Alec Martinez was given a day off, so Jake Bischoff got another game. Point is, it's been that third pair. Hutton, White Cloud, Korzak, Bischoff, there's been perhaps a rotation there. Now you add Nick Hagen to the fold, and you start to wonder about how many defensemen will the Knights carry during the regular season. You would think Martinez and Petrangelo, McNabb and Theodore, White Cloud, Haig, Hutton would be the likely seven if you were to carry seven. Um, Otherwise, someone's got to be placed on waivers. That would be how you look at it. Then the question is, how often do you see the same six, the same exact three pairs, or how often does Bruce Cassidy rotate somebody in so someone's not sitting on the bench for too long? Yeah, Ben Hutton is obviously uh, you know, going to be the number seven guy at some point in time, and whether or not, you know, they, the, I don't think he'd clear waivers. I think he's a pretty useful player. Someone would grab him. Uh, Vegas does have Caden Korzak, who does not need to clear waivers. So they can, you know, certainly can use him. Jake Bischoff is another option. They have depth at center ice, I mean, on the blue line, which is a really good place to be. Let's talk about the way that the, the forward combination, you mentioned the pairs, Marcheseau and Carlson on that third line with Michael Amadio. That's not what it looked like when training camp started, Gary. That was uh, just sort of in the last few games where we started to see that, where Brett Howden had been with Carlson and Amadio. 
Jonathan Marsha. So they tried him a couple of times there with Stevenson and Stone, and for whatever reason, it didn't quite click. So they swapped Howden and Marsha. So, and you were talking about the pairs. It seems like you've got those pairs now. What do you think the benefit is there for Howden to play up and the benefit for Marsha? So I don't want to say play down because he's still playing with William Carlson, but what do you make of those, uh, that tweak over the course of the last several days? Well, William uh, and Jonathan are a good pairing. They, they, you know, they create offense. Uh, William is a really good 200 foot defenseman. So forward, it gives Bruce Cassidy a, a line that can produce offense down the lineup, but also is really good defensively. I think that uh, you know William, any line that William Carlson is on is going to have an edge in that in that area. But I also and I also think that they're going to get really good matchups, which will be good. I, I didn't think Marsh has so developed chemistry with Stone and Stevenson, and that's why he had that switch and. Uh, almost immediately, uh, Howden looked at home with those yep. guys, and I think that line needed a little bit of a hammer. And uh, you know, he is a, a big guy; he can move, and he'll get in on people quick. You think about if you're an opposing coach, how to match up with opposing lines. It seems to me this configuration with Howden up and Marcheseau with Carlson and Amadio, that seems like it's harder for an opposing coach to match up with harder to to handle well there's offense in three lines yeah you know and and you know listen let's not discount nick Waugh and paul cotter they they, they both produced in the preseason i'm wondering what what, what they're going to look like as a line i think that's super exciting to have a young guy like paul cotter trying to make his way and starting deep in the lineup it, it's uh um you know he's a he's a homegrown golden knights product they they Brought him along. Excuse me. Yeah. And, and I, I think uh, his time is, you know, his, his time, if it's not his time is, if his time, if it's not his time right now, it will be very soon. Mm. I've asked this question a few times. I don't think I've asked it on the air. Among the Golden Knights who are indeed homegrown, who will be the first to hit 100 NHL games and solidify himself as an NHLer? You know, White Cloud and Haig have done that. Someone might suggest that Keegan Colasar falls into the homegrown, but he was not drafted no, by Vegas. Drafted he, by Columbus. Exactly. Yeah. So I do not consider him one of those homegrown players. So among the forwards, we know those who've been traded away or have signed elsewhere, who's the first? You know, LeCision has 41. Cotter's only got seven. Ron Bjerg's not too far behind uh, LeCision. So I wonder if it's one of those three guys and which one. Who's going to be the first among that group? the homegrown forwards to solidify himself as an NHLer and, and play 100-plus games. Yeah, my guess would be LeCision because he's got such a head start on Cotter, but I think Cotter's going to close that gap this year. Yeah, okay. We have Mark Chinook coming up. That'll be fun. Mark Chinook, who you know, of course, from inside T-Mobile Arena as a host. He does a lot behind the scenes as well, talking about what the Fortress will look like, not only on opening night, on the 13th, but also what's in store for T-Mobile Arena this year. Speaking of another Vegas Golden Knights venue, the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson has a packed schedule coming up with a little something for everybody. Tuesday and Thursday, the G League Ignites play their first games at the arena before UNLV Hockey takes the ice on Friday. Saturday, rock legend Alice Cooper in town, and Sunday, the Silver Knights play 
at home. So the regular season opening on the 14th with the silver carpet celebration. Visit the dollarloancenter.com for a full calendar of events. There is your look at the G League Ignites and their upcoming schedule. If you're watching us on the Golden Knight social streams or right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fans, if you can't get enough hockey, come check out the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. Playing at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, single game, group, and mini suite tickets for home games are on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team at 702-645-4259 or head to hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more. Again, 702-645-4259 for your Henderson Silver Knights ticket opportunities. Welcome back to Studio 31, nighttime at noon. It is 12.35 Pacific Time. I'm Dan Duva with Gary Lawless. Golden Knights just about ready and set for the regular season to begin. Year 6, taking on the Kings tomorrow. The game will be nationally televised by ESPN. However, yours truly will be on the radio. That'll be fun to kick off our sixth season together, partner. Looking you, forward to it. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, I like it when the team wins, to be honest with you. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so uh, I, I'm really interested to see, I think Kelly McCrimmon did a really nice job this summer, adding a couple key pieces. Phil Kessel has very quickly become a – he doesn't look like a one point like a $1.5 million hockey player, that's for sure. And uh, he's uh, – I'm really excited to see how he performs, what him and Jack Eichel can do together. I think Jack is going to – be right up there with the top five scorers in the league. I think he's going to uh, have a monster season. And I, now that Nick Haig has signed, I'm interested to see how he performs. I think I think he's ready for a big step. And, it, you know, if Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig are your third pairing, boy, oh, boy, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Golden Knights taking on the Kings tomorrow, then the home opener against the Chicago Blackhawks here on the 13th. The gold carpet is back after an absence of a couple of years. That'll be fun. You know, the first time we did the gold carpet five years ago, you know who I walked down the gold carpet alongside? The commissioner, oh, Gary yeah. Bettman and there I. Yeah. And, he, and he said to me when we got closer to T-Mobile Arena, he said, <laughs> he said, don't worry, they're not booing you. <laughs> it was, was great a- that he came on the broadcast with us uh, that night, the first home game in Golden Knights history in 2017. I was on a stage when they were chanting, Gary, Gary, in Winnipeg. And he said, I think that's for you. <laughs> and I said, uh-uh, that's for you. It's interesting. He, so this was the return of the Jets to Winnipeg. Yeah. And uh, a lot of um, revisionist history put the blame on him. And the fact is the owner didn't want to own the team anymore, put it up for sale, and the local guys didn't come up with the money. Guy from Phoenix did. Said, here, I'll give you this much. Okay. The guy moved it. That's that's what happened. It wasn't Gary Bettman's fault. Economic conditions weren't very good in Winnipeg at the time. Mm. Anyways, he uh, brought the team back to Winnipeg. They did get local ownership who could afford to, to spend the money to, to get the team. So 
Mark Chipman invited Gary to come out on the ice with him to drop the ceremonial uh, puck to start the to start the game, and Gary said, "No, uh, I don't want you and David, David Thompson, Mark Chipman's partner. I don't want you guys to to get booed." And then uh, we invited him on our radio show, and at first we were and we were doing it in the the lobby of the arena. It was filled with people, the concourse. And the first answer from his PR people was no. And then came back a note, we'll try it. But at the first hint of anything embarrassing, we're, we're taking him out of there. Well, he's getting you know, those, the phalanx of former Brooklyn cops, the Irish cops that are his bodyguards from New York City. They're helping him move through this sea of people in Jets jerseys. And as he gets to the stage, they start chanting his name because not, you know, they viewed him as part of the solution in helping them get their team back. So while he was on stage with us, he ch- texted Mark Chipman and said, I've changed my mind. I'll see you on the ice. Ah. He knew they weren't going to boom. There you go. Well, there's there's a little peek into the world of the commissioner, Gary yeah. Bettman, who's going into year 27, 28? 94 already started, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... There you go. He's been uh, the longest-standing commissioner of the four major sports. There is uh, some additional information. Bruce Cassidy speaking with the media after practice concludes downstairs. We're here at Studio 31 looking out at the ice. Uh, We uh, cannot see into the dressing room, however. It's great to be able to get back in the dressing room after having uh, no access to the room the last couple of years with the COVID precautions. But we get to have some great conversations with the guys now that that access has been restored. But Bruce Cassidy in his press conference saying that Paul Cotter is likely to play tomorrow, has not ruled Will Carrier out, but based on what we saw in practice and based on previous comments Bruce Cassidy has made, uh, the plan is for Paul Cotter in the lineup tomorrow, we presume, to play with Nicholas Waugh and Keegan Colasar on the night's fourth line. In addition, Nick Haig will not play tomorrow. Moments ago on this broadcast, Nick, joining us live from his home in Kitchener, Ontario, said that he would be ready to play tomorrow. But uh, it's not going to happen. Nick Haig signing a three-year contract just uh, less than an hour ago. He will not be in the lineup tomorrow. He has to get to Las Vegas and then presumably get situated. And as uh, you suggested earlier, Gary, perhaps he's ready to go by the weekend when the team plays in Seattle, which would be game three. So those are the bits of information from the dressing room and the press conference from Bruce Cassidy. Nick Haig will not play tomorrow, though he has signed his contract. Paul Cotter is currently in the lineup as of now. William Carrier took part in practice today, but uh, he has not practiced for several days. So Paul Cotter expected to be there on the fourth line with Wah and Colasar. And if you're just joining us, I'll read you quickly through the lineup. As you take a look at the schedule, if you're watching on one of our streams, the lineup that we saw at practice today, top line, Riley Smith, Jack Eichel, Phil Kessel. Second line, Brett Howden, Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone. Third line, Jonathan Marcheseau, William Carlson, Michael Amadio. Fourth line, Paul Cotter, Nicholas Waugh, Keegan Colasar. Then as for defense, top pair of Alec Martinez and Alex Petrangelo. Second pair of Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore. Third pair had Ben Hutton with both Zach Whitecloud and Caden Korzak. Of course, Nick Haig did not participate. And we see Logan Thompson 
along with Aiden Hill, Michael Hutchinson. Those are the guys who have been around the Golden Knights goaltending. I don't believe a number one goaltender has been proclaimed or a starter for tomorrow announced, but we are figuring Logan Thompson based on previous evidence, but Gary uh, pushed back on that possibility as a possible uh, Aiden Hill start tomorrow, given how yeah, he I has performed. I think you're right that Logan will start. I just don't think that uh, that's uh, – I think he has the ball. Whether or not he gets to keep it and carry it for a while, that remains to be seen. Okay. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, as promised – Mark Chinook is going to join us here in Studio 31. This is going to be a lot of fun. Get a little taste of what we'll be seeing at the Fortress and a familiar voice and personality who's been with us since the beginning. Once again, this is Nighttime at Noon from Studio 31 at City National Arena, coming to you live on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California, is an exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Located right by the ocean, experience oceanside views in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine. Now we're talking. at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room and treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at Majorel, all in the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel California is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Visit HotelCalifornian.com to book your next day. It's a nice spot. Not bad? Not bad. Not bad at all. We go, not we, bad. We, it's a nice spot. We go in there during the, the bye week or something? Going to hang uh, out in the Foley Tasting Room? I guess if you want to sit at the kids' table. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Dan Duva, Gary Lawless. It is nighttime at noon. It is 1247, and we are joined here in Studio 31 by Mark Chinook. Mark, how are you? Thanks for having me on, you guys. This is great. Yeah, it's great to see you. Uh, we uh, we hear you. We see you. We we now uh, have a chance to talk a little bit about what happens behind the scenes. Before we talk about the Golden Age and what fans will expect at the Fortress, I wonder if you would share with our listeners and viewers what it is that you do. In other words, people see you at the Fortress on Nitron. You're a terrific MC, but there's a lot more that goes on in Mark Chinook's world than than just at the Fortress. Would you share that with us? Yeah, 100%. It's uh it's been a great ride. Las Vegas has been very very good to to me and my family and uh it's been home now for 10 years this October. I came out with a show. I was a Broadway performer. I came out 10 years ago and uh was singing 80s hits and rock of ages at the Venetian and I was there for 3 years. Uh and at that time is when our owner, Mr. Foley, announced Vegas wants hockey. And as a kid from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, I was like, man, this is great. I want in. So I literally cold called Fidelity Financial while I was performing nightly. And Todd Pollock got on the phone. He was the only employee at the time. And he goes, is this Mark Chinook from Rock of Ages? I said, oh, my God. I said, you know the show? He goes, yeah, man. I, I bring all my dates there. So I just outed Todd publicly on the show that, that Rock of Ages was his go-to with dates. Um but I was able Must to join really that committee. Show. Yeah, he, he was, he's a great guy. Still with the team, obviously, doing his yeah. thing. Uh, but I, he, he put me on this committee, this Vegas Wants Hockey committee, and I basically got on the phone and told all my friends to give me 1000 bucks for a season ticket deposit, and let's get a team here. And then once the front office was hired, 
Johnny Greco, who was our fearless leader, season one, found out about my entertainment background. He said, hey, would you be interested in, in being our in-arena host or one of our in-arena hosts? I said, absolutely. And I've been in a kid in a candy store ever since. And to be quite honest, the Vegas Golden Knights changed my life. It put me in front of 18,000 people 41 times a year. From there, uh, Top Rank Boxing is based in Las Vegas. They called and offered me a job, and I, I work full-time for Top Rank and ESPN. Obviously, we got a National Football League, uh, National Football team down the street, and I became their in-arena guy. So now I work full-time in sports, uh, all because of the Golden Knights. And uh, it's something that I, I don't take for granted, and I love every day. When you've got an opportunity to be a personality, it seems you balance that with the behind-the-scenes. Would you tell us about what you do from maybe the, the stuff that people don't actually see your face, but they yeah. see your work? Man, uh, you guys know better than anybody. The preparation that goes into sitting behind the desk or calling games is, uh, is endless. Yeah. And uh, I spend a lot of time figuring out who's fighting. <laughs> where, they're, where they're from, you know, how to pronounce their name right. is half the battle. Um, it's 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 no different than, you know, what you guys do. I Just a lot of prep, a lot of research, uh, a lot of scribbling notes all over the place and just trying to stay organized. Uh, but this is a new season, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to be working alongside Andrew Abrams and, and everybody in the entertainment department now in the office every day. I get to see you guys and just, uh, like I said, kid in a candy store. And bringing the creative genius that Mark Chinook brings to the hey. show and now bring it to the creative aspirations behind everything. So so what have the conversations been like? I mean, we, we've, we're now just days away yeah. from the first home game of Season 6. What has it been like getting ready for this and maybe a little bit of a preview of what we might see coming up? It's been insane. You know, it's been a learning curve for me to see the behind-the-scenes of what goes into preparation for National Hockey League season. Prior to this year, I was only privy to walking in T-Mobile at 4.30. I'd grab my scripts. We'd have a production meeting. And one of the first things that I wanted to learn when they offered me the gig to come in and work with the team was, how do we get to 4.30? Because yeah. up to this point in the five seasons, I've been walking into T-Mobile at 4.30, and I do my job. Uh, so it's been really remarkable uh, to be a part of this entertainment team at the Golden Knights, who set the bar so high not only in, in hockey, but in all of sports, you know, everybody looks to the Vegas Golden Knights to see what they're doing in the arena. Uh, you know, big tip of the cap to Andrew and Tyler, who have been there since year one. Um, and the guys on the production side, too, uh, Patrick and Chavez, these guys are the best at what they do. And to, to be able to now come in and join that team, and it's, it's really uh, something special. But it has been madness getting to Thursday night. <laughs> So Thursday is coming. If, mm. uh, if I'm a fan, I'm coming to the game. Can you give us a sense of what it's going to be like, what to look for? You know, I'm a hockey guy. You know, as you guys know, I'm from the Sioux. I love the game. I think the biggest change is just going to be polishing what we already do incredibly well, but making it a part of what needs to happen on the ice. You know, that intimidation factor, that, you know, that sort of unexpected what's going to happen in Vegas vibe. I want the other team to land in Vegas and get off the plane going, ah, <laughs> you know, we got to go to T-Mobile tonight. We got to go to the Fortress. It's, I don't want them to be comfortable. You know, I want to do everything we can to ensure that we're giving our guys the best opportunity to secure those two points because that's what it's about in my book. Is It's the game first, presentation second, but the presentation really complementing the environment, and the game. Yeah, people love coming to the games. Yeah. They expect to see not just the game. They expect to yeah, see a show. the show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a couple of little items have come out. You know, mm -hmm. instead of 
a stick for three stars? There's going to be something new for three stars? Yeah, so we thought, you know, it was important to encourage people to stay for the three-star celebration. We just we did our job, right? We got two points. So yeah. you guys on air, us in game prez, the players, everybody did their job and we're walking away with two points. So we think that's a, a, a pretty popular celebration. And up to this point, it's been limited to people standing at the glass, being able to reach over and get a right. stick. You're not going to throw a stick. Yeah, you're not going to toss up. a stick. So we came up with the idea uh, with a, a poker chip. You know, it's very representational of, of Las Vegas. Up until this point, we've had projections on the ice that are synonymous with a slot machine and the three-star yeah. emblems going. So now we've we've had a, a company create a plush, really dope poker chip. Has Looks our like logo? A yeah, it's it's essentially a pillow that you once you have it, you can put it on display. Because what's going to be great about it is it's limited to three per victory. Right on the back side of it is an area for the player to sign and date it. So it's going to be very unique to that that game specifically, and guys can come out, and a little bit of their personality will hopefully come out in this as well, because they're they're not going to be holding their stick or a stick that they're giving away. They're going to come out with this plush poker chip. They can do whatever they want personality-wise and heave that thing up as far <laughs> as they want to go. And I think I think it's going to be incredibly well received. I think people are going to be fighting over these pillows up in the stands, but uh, that's something that's unique to Vegas. Uh, so that's happening. And we got a couple other tricks up our sleeve, but at the end of the day, you said sounds it sounds like you don't want to tell us too much. No, no, no. Right? I, I, I'm a I'm a production guy. You yeah. know the theatrical background that I have, so I want to I want to heighten the production value of walking into T-Mobile Arena. We have all Arrive of this, early. Is yeah, we have all this incredible scary. lighting. Yeah, uh, the sound is in, impeccable. So again, it's not it's not reinventing the wheel per se. It's just fine tuning. Uh, where we want you to look and when. You know, I think that's very important. Uh, we control every element of that, that environment. So when the game is on, I want you to be focused on the game. I want you to be focusing on these players. When the game is not on, we'll tell you where to look and when. And I think that's going to help uh, in every aspect of being inside that building. Yeah. What's the best part of this job for you? I get to watch hockey every night, you know. Yeah. I, no different for you guys. I love the game. I'm so passionate about the game. I love learning about the players. Uh, and that's been really cool, too. Andrew and, and Tyler and I have been privileged to have conversations with George and Kelly, you know, and hockey ops and saying, hey, what do you guys want? What do you think? You, you're on the road 80, 82 games a year. What do you see in other barns that work that might mm -hmm. work for us? Um, so it's been really cool to have those conversations. And then when guys in the, in the, on the team find out where I'm from and my, my background with the Greyhounds yeah, and, and yeah, that being in our family, it kind of becomes this, I just, so many memories come pouring back, right? Like I, I can't help but think of my mom and dad just mm. being in the office every day. You know, I know how proud my dad is and I'm, you know, I'm proud of him. You know, yeah. I think of everything that he did in order to keep that franchise in our town and just to be working in hockey is just it's such a privilege. The golden age, that's the slogan this year. Mm -hmm. Vegas born is still and always will be part of this. That's what I heard you say in T-Mobile Arena the other day. Mm -hmm. The golden age, last thing for you, Mark, and Mark Chinook is our guest. What should people know about the golden age in 10 seconds? The golden age is the start of something new, right? It's 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 turning, turning a page, and I think that uh, can be... Uh, sort of checked off on all these boxes from what's happening on the ice to what's happening up in the stand. 14 seconds, not bad. All right. Get to regular season <laughs> form by Thursday, right? We're ready to go. That's Mark Chinook. Thanks, Mark, for coming by. Thanks to our earlier guest, Nick Haig, who today has signed a three-year contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. No longer holding out. That RFA is gone. He's got himself a new three-year deal.
Golden Knights in action tomorrow against the L.A. Kings. ESPN will have the television coverage, but on the radio, Gary Lawless and I right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for everybody who helped out behind the scenes today, Songy, Lindsay, and Floyd. And Ryan's here, too. Thanks, Ryan. Garrett and Nate. For Gary Lawless, Dan Duva saying solo.